Hey everyone, today me and Tete are going to be doing a roleplay with Tatuzia, her character, and my character, Malka. So we're going to be having them go to the museum, and then they're going to be talking about certain things, and this is going to show a lot of aspects of Tatuzia's character, especially jealousy and how, you know, she sees other women. Yes, I am very excited to explore this. I think um, I think Tatuzia and Malka will uh, probably open up a very interesting friendship, I hope. Yes, they will. So, yes, let's have them go inside the museum together. And this is quite a fascinating museum. It's very unconventional in its layout. Yeah, it's supposed to be, like, um, based on a monastery. Beautiful. Yeah, so they're now going inside. Jogging. Mm-hmm. Maybe jogging. So is this the first time they've met for this roleplay, or what? For this roleplay, I would like to say this is the first time they've met, ever. Right, and how did they- they just randomly decided to- I mean, they just randomly bumped into each other, right? I believe they randomly bumped into each other. I think they were appreciating a mutual piece of art, and- Tatuzia felt compelled to comment on it, and she wanted to see Malka's reaction. Mm-hmm. Right, so let's see where um, Tatuzia went. Wait, that's not her. Okay, there she is. So, I will have Malka talk to her, and then she would say... So, we're using teenage Malka right now, because Malka, the, the adult version of her, is... Um, she has been... Uh, she is pregnant, currently. So that's True. why I didn't want to use her right now, because if she's pregnant, I think um, Tatuzia is going to have a very different reaction, isn't she? I'm afraid she'll have a very different reaction, um, given Tatuzia's past experiences with certain things. Right. So now they're just talking, they're like, oh, she's like, hi, Tatuzia. You know, oh, she doesn't know her name yet. Hi. So it seems Never. like we're looking at the same art. Um, We're looking at a staircase. <laughs> Wait a minute, I, I, like... Yeah, let's they're, make them they're go looking inside. At installation yeah. Maybe they can look at something inside before we have them look. They can look at the skeleton. Yeah, okay, they're inside now. Okay. And they're inside this room that's very sci-fi, you know? They see a skeleton inside um, a jar. View together. View together, yes. So apparently they can't go very close okay let's just have them walk there but here they are it's looking tattoos. at the uh skeleton they don't want to get too close for some reason though it's frightening yeah um maybe maybe lex put a sign that says do not cross right so then malka says wow it's interesting to see you know a museum with these kind of exhibits tattoosia says yes it seems like it's very focused on progress as well as observing human anatomy. That's quite fascinating, don't you think? Yes, and she's like, it seems like it's not actually liquid, but it's made of lacquer. You know, this is just, you know, a simulation of a fake skeleton being put in into fake liquids. It's not actually a liquid, and it's not really a skeleton. And she looks at the plaque. It seems like it's made of plastic. Then is like, it's fascinating how an illusion like that can mimic reality, don't you think? Mm-hmm. 
And then Tatuzia says, By the way, my name is Tamara, but you could call me Tatuzia if you like. What's your name? Malka says, My name is Malka. And then Tatuzia says, That's a very lovely name. It has an elegant ring to it. Does it have a meaning? Yes, it means queen in Hebrew. Oh, that is beautiful, says Tamara. And then Tamara says, I think my name, some sort of ancient name, I think it means like a palm tree, I think. I think it's biblical, Malka says. I think you're right. I think I think there were two Tamaras in the Bible, I think. Yes, I think there were, if I recall correctly. She's like, you're absolutely right. But still, I think your name is far prettier. It's very regal sounding and... So I think Queen is a beautiful definition for a young woman to have. And then Malka nods and she's like, thank you so much. And she's like, I like your name too. It's very natural. You know, it feels very, I guess, Old Testament, very graceful. You know, and there's nothing more beautiful than a palm tree. Tamara's like, never thought of it like that. Thank you very much, Malka. I appreciate the compliment. Right. And then Malka looks at the skeleton again, and she's like, maybe this piece is about life and death, and how, you know, we all kind of live in a vacuum, just kind of fooled by our own desires and society's, I guess, propaganda in a way. You know, society tells us so many things that most of us can never achieve. And then Tamara says, that's a very interesting way to look at the display. What, what would you say are the propagandas that you think are being perpetuated to us well she says the first one i would say is probably the idea of the american dream and tamara's like why would you what what makes you say that well because you know the idea of oh you know if you work hard enough you're going to get everything you want like you know that big house and you know, a family and everything, but in reality, so many people put so much work into everything, but they get nothing in return, or very little. And some people never put any work into their stuff, and they get everything. And then Tamara says, that's so true. I think it applies everywhere. I think that's just the reality of life and society, no matter where you go. And perhaps it's not a healthy idea to think about. And understand very well it seems there are are meant too many people who work so hard and receive nothing and then there's people who like you say practically do nothing yet everything is handed to them and then Malka says I know because I work retail well I mean food but you know basically you know I work in food services and it's very difficult you know and I mean, it sounds not that difficult, but it is because you have to cater to so many people's desires. And she's like, at that point, it feels like you don't have any desires of your own anymore. Or you shouldn't think about your own desires because you're so fixated on serving others. And just and being then, a, a, a cog in the machine. Then Tamara says, I understand. I worked for a long time as a maid before I sort of fell into another profession but I understand what you mean you do lose your sense of self when you have to cater to so many people it's almost like you become 
an embodiment of service itself. Right. And then Malka looks at her. So what profession are you in now? Like, and then Mara gets a little nervous and he says, well, um, I'm in, uh, I'm a nightclub entertainer. He says. Oh, I see. So are you a dancer? Um, yes. Yes, I, I'm quite a dancer. I, um, I'm a very vivid dancer, if you know what I mean, she says. Oh, I see. That's very interesting. Does it pay well? It pays, it pays decently. You know, I think what really, what really helps are the tips from appreciative uh, audience members. Mm-hmm, right. Shall we move on to the next ex exhibit, she asks? That's an excellent idea, says Tamara, eager to change the subject and hoping that Malka won't ask any more questions about her profession. Right, and they look at the other things in the room. It seems like everything here is off-limit because they're not scientists. Invited Dr. Luther. <laughs> What's this? Play game. Hey, want to play a game? Apparently you can play a game here. I says, sure, I would love to play a game. What kind of game is it? Incredible, Mom? incredible sports, apparently. Incredible sports. And then Mara's thinking, I guess it's like Wii Sports, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Or she plays it alone. So <laughs> <laughs> much for playing a game. I guess Tamara watches her play it. Mara's watching her play it, and Tamara has no interest in sports because Tamara is not an outdoor person. You don't have to be outdoor, Malka says. Look, I'm just standing inside. Standing <laughs> inside. And Tamara says, that's interesting. I think I'd like to try it too. Especially want to play that thing with the the polka um, dot ball, whatever it's called. The soccer ball, you mean? Yes, the soccer ball. So He's it like, seems like every well, sport is here. You have baseball, you have soccer, and you have American football. Because I saw the American football. American football. And then um, Mara asks, what was that thing you were doing with that piece of wood? It was like a, a what is it called? A bat, I guess? Yes. I was hitting a ball with it. It's very interesting. So it's like it's like badminton, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. Very interesting. Do you like badminton, Malka? Mm, I think it's okay. I haven't played it that many times. Do you like it? I enjoy it in spring now and then. Maybe we should try to find if there's matches in our park and maybe we could play together sometime. Yeah, that would be great. Okay, where did where did Tamara go? Did she leave? Oh my gosh, did she leave? <laughs> yeah. I just... You know what, I hate to say this, but it just shows how introverted she is. Yeah, she's like, oh, I stayed out past my my time already. <laughs> my timer went off. I have to go back into my, my, my tomb. apartment. My tomb, exactly, because her apartment is her tomb. No, she should be here, because I don't have the option to call her, so she should be here. I just don't know where she went in The Sims. Tamara. Where on earth did she go? Hardly. She's so introverted that she's hiding. In the washroom, maybe. 
hiding in the washroom or she's hiding in this library because it reminds her of home. Oh no, she could be upstairs because there's more Ooh. to yeah. Maybe she's taking is she sleeping? Is that her? What? Oh my god, she's sleeping, yeah. <laughs> this is hysterical that this museum has a bedroom for people. It does. <laughs> it's Only a, all Malka's gonna go wake people. her up. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is what Tamara would do. <laughs> she would go to what the heck? Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was wearing like something really sexy for bed. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's probably because I don't know. She's trying to impress Andre. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so but they're going to look at the statues right now. Good, and then they'll have a deep conversation. And I just want to say this is so accurate because if Tatuzia had to socialize for more than what she could to handle, she would just excuse herself and take a nap. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like she's exhausted, too. They're all tempted to take naps. <laughs> oh my gosh. Where did Tatuzia go? Okay, there she is. Add her to group <laughs> because she just keeps on disappearing. I can't control where she walks. Now they're looking at this statue. But where the where the hell is Tatuzia? Oh my gosh, she was just there. Did she? And then she walked so through the wall and disappeared. <laughs> is she on the balcony? Tatuzia, Tatushanka, as Andre would say, Tatushanka. She wants to listen to Thais. <laughs> yes. That's what she's gonna do. She's gonna go listen to Thais and she wants to find some new operas. So... How did she go? I think she went home. Oh my gosh. Oh, and she's probably asleep right now. Yeah, she is asleep. Oh well, let's pretend she's here. Let's pretend. Okay, let's just pretend they're both in front of this woman statue. Oh darn it, Tatuzia. Gonna... I know. She's like, it's too late. It's it's one two a.m. She said she had to well, that's go. That's probably why she went. That's probably why she went to bed. Yeah. Alk is crazy being out this late. I know, but let's just pretend um tomorrow's right next to her and they're looking at the statue together. Okay, that's a good idea. So yeah. they're looking at it, and does tomorrow say something first? Because maybe this form of a woman triggers some memories in her. Oh, the heck. The heck? She just walked away. I guess Tamara's going to say, Hmm. Rather unusual how uh, the image of a woman is often portrayed like this. What do you think, Malka? Yes, I think, you know, it shows, you know, the effects of commercialization. And then she says, So how would you say it's commercialized? Like, do you think it's something that's always been... Since ancient times. Well, not commercialized per se back then, but sort of turned into an idol. Because people back then didn't understand what sexuality or being a woman was. And I guess a woman was always seen as the other, right? Because of the whole patriarchy in most societies. She says you're right. I guess it's just... I guess it's also kind of been seen from very vulnerable standpoint too because it always seems like woman is held to different standards or woman is considered she's not held to the standards of men i don't think what do you think malka absolutely there's so many double standards and she and then and then tamara's like 
ever feel frustrated that those are still being perpetuated by today? I think so. And she's like, she's like, and have you noticed that whenever a woman's depicted, it's very different from how a man is. They're always thinking about a woman's beauty or attraction, but they don't think about her intellect or she's thinking or what she wants to do but if they ever depict a man it's always he's doing something heroic or action-based or something like i don't know fighting a lion or something it's because women were expected to do that you know they were expected to just stay at home and have children and she says oh, i know and well i'm not trying to condemn it or anything but it's like, don't you ever feel that there's also an impossible standard of beauty forced upon women? I think so, because in traditional societies, and even now, you know, women's, like, main worth, right, was to be a wife for men, and, you know, men always judge women based on looks, right? I think you're right. For some, for some women, sometimes it's not always the realm of marriage. Sometimes it's just the realm of being a woman or maybe to say my profession to be an entertainer. I mean, no one's thinking about the technical difficulties I go through. Uh, most men just, you know, want to see me dance in my heels. Hmm. And then Malka looks at her very seriously and she senses that she's suggesting a lot more than she's letting off. So she chooses her words carefully. I see. Yes, I think, you know, especially if you work in entertainment, you have to look a certain way to appeal to people because, you know, they can't know who you really are. In the entertainment industry, it's all about what you can consume. Then Tamara's like, I know that very well. I'm really surprised not a lot of people know that or even care to think about it. You really hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what it's like. It's all about the consumption of people and just to consume, consume, never give back, never give thought. And it's just for their own anal pleasure. And it's it's so ridiculous. And there's such a standard thrust upon that it's just impossible. And what is actually appealing about this? What is appealing about a woman who looks like this? I mean... There's no sense of humanity. It's it's just a thing of, of bringing, you know, this, this carnal, banal pleasure to people who are unappreciative. Mm. And Malka realizes that Tatsuzi is probably more than just an entertainer at this point. Because if she was really just a dancer in her high heels, she would not be so bitter about it, I think. She thinks. And... Mara is worried that she's saying too much, but she feels like she's on a roll, so she continues with the final word, and she's like, and she says, it's just something that men just endlessly consume and not care about, and if you don't meet a certain standard, everything has to be perfect, then, you know, you're condemned as having faults or vices as, as though it's a mark on your own character and your own worth, don't you think, Malka? Malka says, I'm not sure. She says, I think it depends on one's personal experiences, and I haven't had those experiences, but, I mean, I know they exist, obviously, and I'm sorry that people have to go through them. But, as she continues saying, she's like, 
I have yet to experience that part of life, but I'd like to think that not every man is like that, and I don't think every man's like that. Only the people who, I guess, go to nightclubs, she says delicately, looking at Tamara. And Tamara wonders if she has said too much and if Malka can see through her gist. So Tamara tries to cover up her tracks, and she's like, well, I suppose you're right. I mean, I guess men who frequent nightclubs are of a certain character, I guess, but when it boils down to it, all these men are alike, because who who goes to the nightclubs but every man, anyone from the mayor to the the police to even the so-called upstanding citizen man who you know, goes to church on Sunday and has a wife and children. I mean, he's still going to the, you know, clubs and, you know, throwing money on the stage and or putting, you know, a $100 bills in G-strings. And then Malka stares at her and says, but how can you say that's everyone? That's some people, not everyone. How about the man who goes to home after work and he just looks at the wall and sighs and realizes how everything is so fake? And he hates everything with spite in his heart. Then Tamara says bitterly, Oh, I don't know. Maybe he'll get tired of looking at the walls and want to come at a club and, I don't know, look at me dance in my heels, I guess. But why would he want to do that? Not everyone has the same personality. Oh, Tamara, oh, Malka, she says, I think in the end they're all the same. I have yet to meet, I have yet to meet a man with character like you're describing. I know him, she says. Oh. And Tamara looks a little wounded, like she's lost some sort of common thread with Alka. At first she thought, oh, mutual suffering and loneliness. Now she realizes that Malka does not have this commonality with her, and now she wonders if Malka's not quite a threat, but no longer an ally. And she feels very wounded, but she tries to hide it. And she's like, oh. Do you know this person? Well, how long have you known him? What's he like? He's a childhood friend, and, you know, he's someone who just hates everything because, you know, he was scorned by society, too. He doesn't care about things like nightclubs and women and stuff like that because he feels like they're all pointless. He wants to defy his biology. Like, how do you know he's just not saying this for a pretentious show, she says. I know because I had another friend who had brought him to the nightclub and he basically screamed at him and it, it was interesting, but I mean, maybe, but I, I can't see him enjoying anything sexual. He's just someone who wants to sabotage himself. Then Tamara thinks thoughtfully and she says, wait, you said this man screamed at the other man. It wouldn't happen to be um very sour looking man being escorted by a man in a terrible pink suit, would it? Hmm, and then she makes a face. How do you know? It happened at the club the other day, and if I recall, I think the dark-haired man was very mad at the pink-haired, I mean, the pink-suited man, and I think he attempted to throw a glass at him. Oh, that sounds like him. Like, how interesting. Still, I bet his private life, he's just as salacious as all the other men, she says. Oh, how do you know? She says, why do you want him to be salacious? Do you have an agenda for him to be salacious? Like, you want him to be, almost. 
I don't, she says. I'm just saying I wouldn't put your ideals in something and then be disappointed. Because how do you know? You don't really know his inner private life, do you? And she's like, I wish I did. You don't, do you? I hope I do, one day. And she says... What, what, how, will, how will you be disappointed if you see doesn't match up with your ideals? She's like, then I forget about him. I don't need to think about him. But for now, I think he does meet these ideals for the most part. She says, you think you're putting too much faith and trust into one thing? Maybe, but I need something to live for. She says, I suppose so, but why think about it like that? I mean, why not think about what you could do yourself or accomplish yourself as yourself instead of trying to put everything into this, this supposed friendship with this person you know? I, I'm not putting everything into it. Don't read too much into my words. I'm just saying I enjoy my friendship with him. Well, why should you enjoy friendship? And Tamar starts to get a bit defensive and a little angry. And then Malka presses on, well, I hope that one day this friendship will blossom and bear fruit. And Tamara just, just her teeth start to grit in the back and she's like, hi, you are very naive and you know, so idealistic in your innocence, aren't you, little Malka? And then Malka gets a little defensive. What do you mean? Well, I mean, putting, saying all this will blossom and it'll turn out beautiful. I mean, how do you know? Like, I mean, how, how can you put such a judgment on that? Why, why not be smart and mature and try to set yourself, don't set yourself up for disappointment. Just expect it. Expect disappointment. She's like, I'm sick of expecting disappointment. I've been expecting it my whole life. Like, well, that's just what life is like, Malka. I'm sorry, but that's just the reality of it. I mean, life isn't a fairy tale. I mean, there's no no handsome prince to come and love you or anything. Instead, you're just stuck with the reality that everything is a sham and a deceit. And the only true thing we have is toughening ourselves to endure what's given to us. And then she kind of sniffs and then she thinks about it. She's like, no, I, I disagree. She's like, I've seen his, the fiber of his character since we were four years old. And he's a great man. And, you know, even if I can never love him that way because he doesn't allow it, I want to continue being his friend. And Tamara's like, Sally to sing such a sad song, song swan song for someone who won't reciprocate that. I, I don't think you should carry on this friendship with him. I think he's far too good for him. And she's like, I want to show him love and concern because I know he has always been so lonely and he's tortured by his own demons. Then Mara's face starts to twitch at all the mentions of love and care and compassion and it's like, well, still think you're investing too much in something that probably won't reciprocate back. You know what they say, don't cast your pearls to swine. 
He's not a swine, she would say. He's not like those other people at the nightclub. Because he didn't even want to be there at the first place. Well, that's true, but you don't know his private life. How do you know that he doesn't want to be a disgusting, salacious, selfish prick, she says. Oh, I know he has flaws. He is selfish in many ways, but I think he's a good man. And, you know, that's just how I choose to interpret it. Maybe I'll be wrong, but for now, I believe in him. But, well... I hate to see you disappointed and sad and betrayed by another man. By a man like this. And I hope you'll take my advice and not put too much into this. I think you should brace for disappointment, Malka. She said, I already am bra bracing for it. And Tamara's like, well, good. But, I mean, not that it's good that it would happen, but I'm glad that you're prepared for it because... I will tell you, I've seen the reality of life, and friendship and compassion I don't know if they exist in the way you want it to exist. Hmm. And then she just looks at it, looks at the statue again, and looks at Tamara and says, Well, we'll see. We'll see whose ideals are proven right, you know, in 30 years, 20 years. And Tamara is like, Oh no, I'll just give it be a month. We'll see if your little prince in shining armor really delivers the goods or not. He's, she's like, well, I don't think he would like that description you gave him. But we'll see what happens. And Tamara's like, right, well, we will make a little bet. I'd like to bet $100. Um... That everything I said comes true, and that everything you've built upon is just sadly a ridiculous policy. So I'd like to put a hundred dollars, and if you don't have anything to bet, I, I know what you could bet, Malka. Maybe you, maybe you can bet that you'll get a really nice haircut, and we can just trim away all that pretty little red hair of yours. And then Malka isn't smiling anymore, and she just looks at her, and she's like, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that's... Good. I'm not going to do a bet. Oh, well, we have to put something. I'm not participating in this. And Tamara's like, all right, all right. Well, then, hmm, let me think. Right, maybe I was being too mean. A hundred dollars or your haircut is too much. Then how about the loser has to buy the winner lunch? Okay. I suppose that's more reasonable. Although, yes. But it's interesting to see you with short hair. And then she just glares at her because it just feels very weird for her to say that. <laughs> Tamara's like, I only meant it because I must admit, I am a little jealous of your red hair. Why? Well, I think it looks very beautiful, very striking, and but it's just naturally beautiful. I don't think you have to spend hours trying to oil and comb it all day, I bet. And Malka's sensing that Tamara's getting very toxic and she's not sure what to say to her. And she's like, I see. And I was like, I'm sorry if I became too spiteful. It's just who I am, Malka. And 
I suppose you're the better person. I think you are. I think you're a person full of kindness and a lot of good qualities. And who knows, maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe this young man of yours will prove himself. And maybe you'll be happy. And maybe you two will be happy because you two are genu genuinely good people. And not a spiteful, nasty little creature like myself. And then Malka's not sure what to say, but she says, Well, to end this, I would say that you're not as spiteful as you think you are. But you may need to look deeper into yourself to think about where you're lacking and why you feel the way you do. Because you do feel that you're inferior, don't you? Then Tamara wants to get defensive, but she decides not to, seeing she's already done enough damage. And she says, Maybe... Maybe in some fields I do. Maybe, maybe I just envy people who can be happy and innocent. And maybe that makes me feel inferior. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe I'll find a shrink and see what's wrong with me. Yes, it's, it's good to have therapy. You're right. And knows i don't know maybe i will learn some good qualities from you i don't know i that is if we meet again i'm not sure if you want to meet me again after all the ridiculous things i've said and done well we'll see we'll see what fate has in store for us i'm very sorry and i i hope that uh, we will meet again and try to curb my sharp tongue next time, I promise. Right. And then Malka says, see you. And then She's the like, end. Have a good day, Malka. And then she walks away. Yeah. yeah. That was interesting. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that, that turned out very poignant, didn't it? It did, yes. So, guys, thank you so much for listening to this. And I think we're going to do a text version of this roleplay as part of the um, Andre and Joel crossover on Tapas, right? Yes, yes, we will. I think we will be doing that very, very soon, and hope you guys will enjoy it.